Okay, welcome everyone. We have a very special uh, share tonight, Parshas Boy. So uh, we have a number of uh, dedications this evening. Firstly, the Shiurim on Sefer Shemois, our sponsor by the Zakhain family, Lila Nishmas, Shlema Eliezer, Ben Harav Yaakov Zakhain, Shamashem Eliyah, Shavil Meir for their whole family, Abi Yaskoyot Tzedek. Tonight's shir and uh, a number of the shirim uh, coming up on Sefer Shemais are sponsored by the Israeli family, Leo Nishmas, their father, Mayor Ben David, uh, families from Great Neck, they're supposed to be here. So uh, we wish them that uh, the Shem Shem Aliyah should be a male for their entire family, for Simcha Sanachas, Abi Yaskoyal Tzedek. Uh, tonight's shir is also co sponsored by the Prince family. Lilay Nishmas, two of their siblings, Chava Nechama Bas, Harav Menachem Mendel, Nasa Yecheskel Ben, Harav Menachem Mendel, Neshama Shavin Aliyah, Deish Began Eden, Tehei Menuchasam, Shavim Mitzir Shem for their whole family, and also, Achrein Achrein Chaviv, sponsored by Rabbi Yoeli Goldstein, Lezchus for Shlema, for Yusfa Tzvi Ben Necha, and Ari Tzvi Ben Slava, Ben Liba Slava, and Shama, uh, they should have Rafush Lema Basak Shahisar Bakarov and uh for Hatzlacha for their children. Okay. Um my connection my speaker is not working. Okay. Here we go. Could you hear me out there? Are you able to hear me? You could hear me? It's actually choppy. It's a little choppy. Choppy, that's the, the internet. Okay. Bruchim um, welcome everyone. Parshas Boy. We have a very important subject today, which is relevant halacha lamaisa. It's relevant uh, for every single day of the year. And uh, it's also important for understanding of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in general. Makas B'chayroyz specifically. And it's something that comes up literally more than once Every single day. Okay. The Gemara in Bracha says, Andaf Yud Beiz, Amar Aleph. Amar Rabba, Barchinina, Saba, Mishmed Rav. Rabba, Barchinina, the elder, said in the name of Rav. Kol Shaloi Amar, Emes V'yatsev Shachras. Anyone who does not say Emes V'yatsev in the morning, the Emes V'amuna Arvis, Emes V'amuna in the evening, Loyatsev Yidechevasei. You blew it. You're not Yoytsev, you're Chiyuv, Shenemar, as the Pasuk says, Lehagid ba'boiker chastecha, to relate in the morning your kindness, ve'amunascha ba'leilais. So, very interesting. The Torah says that, uh, the, the Gemara says, anyone who doesn't say emes v'yatsev in the morning, emes ve'amuna in the evening, layatsa yidei chayvasai, as the Pasuk says, Lahagid ba'boiker chastecha, ve'amunascha ba'leilais. Now, what is this talking about? What chiyuv are you not Yoytze? Presumably, it's talking about someone who says Shema. And we know there's a mitzvah every single day to remember the events of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. If somebody does not remember the events of Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, they have not fulfilled a biblical obligation. And I would have thought all you need to say is, Ani Hashem Lekechem, Mitzrayim. And uh, finished, we'll call it a day. You fulfilled your chiyav. However, the Gemara is saying that that is not enough. It's not enough to say, Ani Hashem Lekechem, but one has to do more than that. You need to say either MS V'yatsiv in the morning, or you need to say MS V'amuna in the evening. I mentioned in the beginning of the shir that the learning should be Mishmas, Harameir Ben David, Nisham Beganeda, Tehim Nuchasai. So the uh, Gemara is saying it's not enough to say Lamantiskos Yom Tzeschem Eretz Mitzrayim. It's not enough to say Ani Hashem Lekecha Mashar Tzeschem Yaschem Eretz Mitzrayim. But one has to say the paragraph MS Vyatsev and the paragraph MS Vamuna. What is it about these paragraphs that are so important? What are, you, what are you saying in them that is not in Kriya Shema? So Rashi says, the Gemara says, because the Pasuk says, Lahagid to relate in the morning your kindness and your faithfulness in the evening, says Rashi. 
What is an emes fiyatziv? Uberchas emes fiyatziv. The bracha of emes fiyatziv kula al chesed sha'asa im avaysenu is all about the kindness that Kaddish Baruch Hu did with our forefathers. What kindness? Shahitziyam mi Mitzrayim that he took us out of Egypt. Ubakalahem hayam and he split the sea. The Ha'aviram and he crossed us over. In other words, you know why it's not enough to say Ani Hashem Lekechem Because it's not enough just to remember that God took us out of Egypt. You also have to remember what? Kriyas Yamsuf. And if you don't say Emes V'yamsuf and you don't say Emes V'amuna, you're missing Kriyas Yamsuf. Rabbi Israel, could you pass me a sitter, please? Mm-hmm. Now we're in Emes V'yamsuf. You could say hello to Daniel while you're at it. We're... Thank you. We're in MS Fiatsev. Do we talk about Chris Yamsuf? We say, Vididim Hevarta. We say God passed over the, his beloved ones. So we definitely mention Chris Yamsuf often in MS Fiatsev. We say, V'yamsuf Lohem Bakata, V'zeidim Tibata, V'yichasumayim Tzareyem. We say, Micha We even say, Psukim from the Shira. So what Rashi is saying is, why is it not enough just to say, Ani Hashem Lekecha Mesharetzei Mitzrayim? Because you must remember Kriyas Yamsuf every single day. Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim without Kriyas Yamsuf is not a full memorial of uh, Mitzrayim. Furthermore, we're in Mariv, do we mention Kriyas Yamsuf? In Marav, we also mention it. In Emesve Amuna. No worry. What do we say in Emesve Amuna? We say, Hamaver Bonov ben Gizve Yamsuf. Right? So we talk about Kriyas Yamsuf in Emesve Amuna as well. In other words, according to Rashi, what the Gemara is saying is, just to remember Yitzhiya Sumatayim is not enough. You need to remember Kriyas Yamsuf. Why? Why? L'chayra... The, the Torah says, remember the day you left Egypt. We didn't, the day that the Hashem split the Yamsuf was not the day we left Egypt. It was seven days later. Why is Kriyas Yamsuf so critical? But now we come to the whopper of the evening. Comes the tour. And the tour quotes Yushalmi, the tour number four. The Yushalmi says, Sarach lahazgir emes v'yatsiv. Every day you need to say emes v'yatsiv. What else do you need to say? Yitzias Mitzrayim. You need to say Malchus, that God's the, the king. Malchus Hashem You need to say Kriyas Yamsuf. You need to say I'm going to skip Tzor Yisrael, and you need to say Makas Bechorois. The tour has a chiddush that if you remember every day God took us out of Egypt, and you remember that He split the sea, and you say He's the king, you still have not fulfilled your chiv. Because you did not remember Makas Bechayrais. Which means, you can't let a morning of your life go by, you can't let an evening of your life go by, without remembering that God slain the firstborn Egyptians. This is part of Judaism. Part of Judaism is you have to remember, twice daily, that God killed the firstborn Egyptians. If you don't do that, you're not a fulfilled Jew. According to the, according to the Torah, this is a critical part of Zechir Sitzias Mitzrayim. Now Rashi doesn't learn that way. Rashi learns the reason why you have to say Emes V'yatsev, Emes is because you need to get in Kriyas Yamsuf. Rashi doesn't say a word about Makas B'chayrois. But the Torah adds, it's not enough to remember Makas B'chayrois. You also have to add, excuse me, the Torah adds, it's not enough to remember Kriyas Yamsuf. You also have to remember Makas B'chayrois. You want to borrow it also? We'll see. So... All right, you made a shower, bro, so you borrow it. So b- bottom line is, let's, let's get this clear. The Rashi learns that remembering that God took us out of Egypt is not enough because you need to remember Kriyas Yamsuf. And the Torah adds, Kriyas Yamsuf is not enough. You need to remember what? Makas Bechayrus. So again, the Rabbi Rucham Olshan is Madayik from the Torah and it's quite obvious and overt in the Torah that it is critical to remember daily that God took us out of Mitzrayim and He killed the Egyptian firstborn. Okay. Comes the Mishnah You ever hear the Mishnah Mishnaburah is a very important statement. Rabbi Shloima Valba writes that there are four things that every Jew must learn in their lifetime. 
Number one, Chumash and Rashi, Chumash and the Ramban. Every Jew must know the five books of Moses with Rashi and the Ramban. Number two, Revolva says, one has to learn Perkei Avos with Rabbeinu Yoyna to acquire Midos Toivos. Number three, Revolvi says, a Jew has to learn Mirashit, Ramakoymos. A Jew has to learn Mesil Sisharim, Path of the Just. And number four, Revolvi says that um, you have to learn um, Mishnah Bura. Every Jew must learn Mishnah Bura. If you don't know Mishnah Bura, then you don't know Halacha Lamaisa. There's an issue? Hakoba Seder? There is some kind of internet interference. Nothing either. Sorry. Even for Sardim? Even for Sardim? Yalkut Yosef. Okay. So, um, Mishnabura says that the tour apparently holds that it's not enough to say MS Vyatsev. It's not enough to remember Tzias Mitzrayim. You have to remember Kriyas Yamsuf. And Makas Bechayroi says in Mishnabura, the Rajba is Mashma, that if you don't remember Makas Bechayroi, it's Ma'akev B'Diyeved, you're not Mekayim, the mitzvah of Zechir HaSitzias Mitzrayim. In other words, this is not a recommendation, this is not a, a suggestion, this is absolute. In other words, if you wake up in the morning and you say Kriya Shema, and you omit MS V'yatsev, Loi Yatsa Yidei Chayvasai, you do not fulfill your Chiyav. Okay, so here's the million dollar question of the night. This question, it's a bomba. Okay, like in the Shiva days, they say if you have a bomb of a question, it's a bomba. Bomba means a bomb. You ready for the bomb? Here we go. The Gemara says in Masech Tabrachos, and after you download on my base number seven, Chiyah Barav Omar, Chiyah Barav says, that it's not mandatory to say the last pasuk of Kriya Shema. If you say Ani Hashem Lekeichem Asher Itzesias Chameyars Mitzrayim Liyos Lachem Leilokim Ani Hashem Lekeichem, you have to say MS. If you don't say Ani Hashem Lekeichem Asher Itzesias Chameyars Mitzrayim, you don't have to say the word MS. You're not obligated to say the word MS. Only if you say the last pasuk. If you say the last pasuk. You have to say MS. If you don't say the last Pasuk, you don't have to say MS. Frek the Gemara, what do you mean? You don't have to say the last Pasuk? Don't you have to remember every day, Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? How could you not say the last Pasuk? Ask the Gemara, Vahaboylad, Kure Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. You need to remember the Exodus. How could the Gemara say, if you don't say the last Pasuk, you don't have to say MS. Of course you have to say the last Pasuk. Gemara says, no. You don't have to say the last Pasuk. How are you, Mekayim, Zechiras Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? Says more very simply, you say the following uh, prayer. God Almighty, thanks for taking us out. And you proceed. So you say the Hoshma. You leave out, Ani Hashem Lekechem Hashem Lekechem Hashem Ah, you didn't remember uh, Egypt. You say, God Almighty, Lord, thanks for taking us out. The Gemara says you say the following tefillah. Amar Hachi. We thank you, Hashem Aleikeinu, Hashem our God, that you took us out of Egypt, and you redeemed us from bondage, and you made miracles, and you released us. So you don't have to say, Ani Hashem Aleikeichem. I, what about remembering Egypt? You say, thanks for taking us out. Comes the Mishaburah. And this little tefillah that's replacing Ani Hashem Aleikeichem, you're not saying anything about Makas B'chayros. And if the Torah is correct, you must say Makas B'chayros every day, then how in the world could this little tefillah supplant Zechiras Yitzias Mitzrayim? How could the Gemara say, Nah, you don't have to say Ani Hashem Aleikeichem, Emes V'yatsim Anachar. In other words, Emes refers to the last Pasuk, and the, the bracha after, emes v'amunah, emes v'yatsiv. But if, if uh, makas v'chayrois is critical, 
then how could you just say, but you're not remembering Makas Bechayrois? So you see clearly from the Gemara Yedal and Amad Beis that Makas Bechayrois is not Ma'akiv. Because if it was Ma'akiv, how could you get away with that you took us out? No, it's a good kasha. You understand the question? Or you're just shaking your head out of politeness. You don't want to make me feel bad. You're going to think I'm going to get insulted. So you just come to make me feel good. It's a smile. Do you understand the question? The question is very simple. The tour paskins that you must remember every day the plague of the firstborn. However, the Gemara says that if you don't remember Yitzhiz Mitzrayim, you could fulfill it by saying... Thank you, Hashem, for taking us out of Egypt. And in that little uh, replacement prayer, there is no mention of Makas Bechayrois. Clearly, you don't really have to mention Makas Bechayrois. That's the Tasha of the Mishnah Bura. What does the Mishnah Bura answer? Sarachion. He doesn't know. It almost seems like the Mishnah Bura is dismissing the Psak of the Torah, that the Torah cannot possibly correct, be correct, that you have to mention Makas Bechayrois because in the replacement tefillah, on Yudalit on Medbeis and Brachais, there is no mention of Makas Bacharis. So what we are going to try to do today, B'siyata D'Shmaya, B'schus HaRabim, because we have a, a lot of nice people on the Shir, live, on the Zoom, on Tor Anytime, and especially, I have my good friend from Northeast India, so he's giving me a lot of chizok participating in the Shir. So we're going to try to answer the Kasha of Mishnah Bura, of how you could be obligated to say Makas Bechayrois, and yet the replacement tefillah in Gemara Brachas Yudah base does not have any mention of Makas Bechayrois. The only reason he let us out was because of Makas Bechayrois. I know, but the Gemara, the Gemara said... If you're saying that he took us out, it's because of Makas Bechayrois. The Tzaddik over here. The, Gemara, the Torah says, if you say, thank you God for taking us out of Mitzrayim, and you don't mention Makas Bechayrois, you're not Yudzei! Good, but I'm halacha the, lemaisa. The tour says if you say if you say haitzesi eschem meyeretz mitzrayim and you don't say the plague of the firstborn loy yatsa the tour paskins, and yet the Gemara says you could replace it with a tefillah that doesn't have makas b'cheres. It's like a catch twenty two. It seems like an impossible uh, question. First thing you need to know is God tells Moshe, re'e. I've made you an Eloikim for Parai. What does Eloikim mean in this context? Is God saying, I made you a god to Parai? God's saying, I made you a ruler to Parai. It's not Eloikim. Eloikim means a ruler. A shoifet, a roidad, to patch him, to hit him. Says the briskarab, contrary to what they taught you in, uh, in nursery, that God brought the plagues so that Parai, Parai would send the Jews out of Egypt. It's not true. The purpose of the plagues was not at all for uh, Parai to send us out of Egypt. You know why God sent the plagues? To hurt Parai. To hit him, to smack him, to beat him, to cause him pain and affliction. Why does God want to do that? He doesn't want to do that, but he already prophesied to Abraham you know Abraham, your great-great-grandfather? He had a dream one morning. He had a, by the Brisbane of Asami, he had a prophecy. And God said, your kids are going to go down to Egypt for 400 years. And the nation that subjugates them, what? I'm going to judge them, hurt them, patch them, afflict them, inflict judgment on them. So Hashem is not bringing Makos so that power should send the Jews out. Hashem is bringing Makos to hurt Paroi, because God said he was going to hurt Paroi. Anyway. You know what that means? I've made you Paroi's judge, because since Hashem is aff- afflicting and inflicting judgment on Paroi, he needs an arbitrator, a, a judge. Who's the judge? Moshe. In other words, says the Briskarov, the Revelvel, uh, the Grizz, Moron Riz Halevi, the Briskarov, however you want to call him, he writes in his Chidushim, and if you want to locate it, it's the little black book that's not published in America. You have to get it from Eretz Yisrael, not as opposed to the big black one on the Ramam, the little black one on Al-Atoira. The Grizz says the purpose of the Makos was not 
to uh, uh, influence the Egyptians to let us go. It was stam to hurt, afflict, inflict pain on Parai. Comes the briskarab in Chidushe Hagriz, not to be confused with Chidushe Maran Riz. By the way, they were written by the same person. It's just Chidushe Maran Riz Halevi is the little black safer published in Eretz Yisrael, as opposed to Chidushe Hagriz, which is published everywhere, and that is what is called in the Oilam Hayeshivas stencil. Stencil. Right? The Grizz stencil. Stencil is what you got in like third grade when you got a good mark on your test. Probably the award at the, that they awarded you. In my yeshiva, I have a couple of those. Chidushe Hagriz stencil. He asks the following question. He asks, in the Haggadah Shal Pesach. Say, Haggadah Shal Pesach? What are you talking about? The Haggadah? By the way, Pesach is in nine weeks. Yay. Okay? Imagine. Someone just ran out. He started cleaning already. Nine weeks. Okay. Anyway, in the Haggadah of Shepesach we say, Ilu asa bahem shvatim v'loi harag b'chireyem Tayenu. You know what Tayenu means. Yeah? And then we say, Ilu harag b'chireyem v'loi nasa lanu es mamaynam Tayenu. Fine. We say, God, if you would have just brought makos and not killed the firstborn, Dayenu. If you would have just killed the first, then you wouldn't have asked the briskarav. What ilu asabahem shvatim are the makos? So why is it separating the shvatim from makas b'chayros? Why is it making two categories? The makos, the shvatim, and makas b'chayros. Says the briskarav because there were two categories of makos. The first category being just to afflict, inflict pain, torture, give paroi, recompense, payback, retribution. That was the purpose of the makos in general. But then we have something called makos b'chayres. And makos b'chayres was not to pay back paroi only. It was not only to inflict and afflict paroi. Makos b'chayres was to get paroi to let my people go. Like the Pasuk says by Machas Bechores, Shalach Beni V'Yavdeni V'Atimon L'Shalchoi Hinei Anoichi Horeges Bechorecha So the Torah says Machas Bechores is different than the regular Shvatim. The regular Shvatim is pa, bam, pow, you know all that stuff? The, Marcus, the other Machas were just to afflict Paroi. Machas Bechores was to get Paroi to send us free. That's why the Baal Haggadah Categorizes them into two categories. These are two distinct objectives. There's the makois and there's makas b'chayres. Ah, oh, says Rabbi Rochamoshin. That's the reason why we have to remember makas b'chayres every day. In other words, the question would be, friends. Why isn't it enough to remember that God took us out of Egypt? Why do we also have to remember Makas B'chayrois? Why is the tour paskening like this Yushalmi that we must remember not Dam, not Svardea, not Kinim, but Makas B'chayrois? Why is it so critical to remember Makas B'chayrois? So says Rabbi Rucham, because what we're learning is Makas B'chayrois was different than the other Makos. The other Makos was to hurt the Egyptians. Makas B'chayrois was to get power to get us free, to send us free. So part of the Exodus, part of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim was Makas B'chayrois. So as part of the mitzvah of Zechiras, Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we have an obligation to remember what did God do to cause the Egyptians to send us free, namely Makas B'chayrois. What? Okay, because it, you know, Paroi also had pressure from the people. Chazal say the people came running to Paroi. Paroi, our firstborn, are going to die. Uh, so, so that was part of the uh, political pressure and the physical pressure Hashem exerted on Paroi by killing the firstborn of all the Egyptians to get Paro to let us go free. However, Rabbi Rucham Oshin says this is not a satisfactory answer. Because at the end of the day, Makas Bukharis is just a small detail of the leaving. Makas Bukharis is just a what precipitated and what caused Klal Yisrael 
to be forced to leave from Parai. It's not really that essential to Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim. Why would Hashem say, no, it's not enough to generally remember that you took us out of Mitzrayim, but you have to also remember the Makkah that I brought that caused Parai to send you free. We still are not fully satisfied with this answer of why we specifically have to remember Makkah's Mecharas. If you look in the uh, footnotes of Rabbi Kivager on Shulchan Aruch, I had this chus uh, about a year and a half ago to go to the kever of Rabbi Kivager in Pozna. Amazing experience. In fact, in, uh, I'll give a little commercial. My friend Rabbi Moshe Bamberger put out a sefer, a book on on uh, important kvarim journeys to uh, to famous kvarim. Anyway, so our group, uh, we, we took pictures and we gave, uh, we supplied that particular picture of Rabbi Kivager's kever. So I have the good fortune in the picture, my reflection appears on Rabbi Kivager's uh, kever. So if you look carefully at the picture, you'll see, you see somebody's on the kever. It was us who took the picture. So anyway, so that's an amazing place, the kever of Rabbi Kivager. Rabbi Kivager, of course, was the father-in-law of Chassam Soifer. Two and a half years ago, Rizekha to go to the Chassam Soifer's kever in Slovakia. And the Chassam Soifer discusses the Psak of the Magen Avram. We wanted to go to the Magen Avram's kever in Kalish, but we didn't make it there. The Magen Avram has the following Psak. Let's say a guy does not want to say, Ani Hashem Lekechem Hashem Etsisi Eschem he says, what do I have to say that for? I remember, I, re- I already remembered Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim when I sang Az Yashir this morning. You know Az Yashir? Az Yashir, the part of Sukhna that you get to say if you come on time to Davani. You know? So if you show up on time and you have filling on Davani, so you get to say Az Yashir. Chazal say, anyone who says Az Yashir, b'chol kavanosai, moichlin loy al so the Magen Avram says, if you don't say, if you don't remember, you'd see us in Israel. But instead you say, Az Yashir, you're yoyed say the mitzvah of Zechir as you'd Because you remember the Exodus. Says the Chassam Soifer, he's wrong. I disagree with the Magen Avram. The Pasuk says, the Mantizgar, what Pasuk, as I told you before the year started, S, Yoyim say Yitzchamir as You need to remember the day you left Egypt. The day the sea was split, was that the day we left Egypt? That wasn't the day we left Egypt. That was seven days later. So it says the Chassam Soifer, I disagree with the Magen Avram, just because you remember um, Kriyas Yamsuf, you're not, you'd say the mitzvah of Zechira, because it's not the day that you left Egypt. Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, the Edom speaks the MS. I agree with my son-in-law. If you remember Kriyas Yamsuf, and you don't remember the day we left Egypt, you're not you'd say. Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, I'll prove it to you from a medrash. The medrash says, look at number 12, the last line, someone who says Shema, you need to remember Kriyas Yamsuf, you need to remember Makas Bechoyros, and Emes V'yatsev. If you don't remember Makas Bechoyros, Lo Yatsa. Now the first question is, what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Rabbi Kiva Eger is trying to prove that if you remembered Kriyas Yamsov and you didn't remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Lo Yatsa. So, Rav Shmuel Halevi Vazner changes the Gerson of Kivager. And he says that's what Rabbi Kivager means to say. That if you don't remember Makas Bechoros and Emes Fiyatsev, you are Yotze. But if you don't remember Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, you're not Yotze. So that would prove that it's not enough to remember Kriyas Yamsuf. But the simple reading of Rabbi Kiva Eger seems to say, listen carefully, that if you don't remember Kriyas Yamsuf, you are Yoytzeh. And if you don't remember Makas Bechoyros, you're not Yoytzeh. As if Makas Bechoyros is even more critical than Kriyas Yamsuf. Now why in the world would that be? Why would Makas Bechoyros be more critical than Kriyas Yamsuf? Kriyas Yamsuf is ultimately how we got out of Egypt. Makas Bechoros is a very small detail. And yet it seems that perhaps Makas Bechoros is more critical to remember even than 
uh, Kriyas Yamsov. So Rabbi Sai, fasten your seatbelts. If you came to tonight's shir, you're very lucky. Your grandmother must have offered great tefillahs that you should be zoichet to hear this. I want to share with you the lambdas of Rabbi Chaim Brisker and what the Briskerov does with it, as well as a chiddush of the gra. And you'll see this is mamish oyam benayra. You ready for this? Says Rabbi Chaim Brisker. We say in the Haggadah, when we hold up the second kais, what does that say? The cat? What does that say? Makos of Shem. Ma? No. Nothing? Karshaks. That's That's part of uh, Arayv. Right? Okay. What we say in the Haggadah, yeah, second kais, we say, Al Seinu, Hashem, you, uh, thank you for the redemption. Raise your hand if you say that. No? Yeah, we all say it. Yeah? Raise your hand if you attend the Seder on Passover. Okay, good. Yeah? So, we say by the second kois, That Hashem, you redeemed us and you were poide us. What's the difference between Geula and Pidyoin? Geula and Pidyoin. Oh, very simple. Geula means redemption. And Pidyoin means redemption. That's the difference, right? What's the difference between Geula and Pidyoin? Says Reb Chaim, where do we find the word Geula? By a ancestral field, that it goes back to the owner in Yoivel, as the Pasuk says, Geula Tiela, you will have redemption. So what do we see the word Geula means? Geula means taking something, transferring something from one domain to another domain. The item is not changed. There's no essential change in the item. It's just being taken from Shimon and it goes back to Ruvain. So Geula means taking an item, not changing it, but putting it from one domain into another. On the other end, we have something called Pidyon. Pidyon applies by Meister Shani or Hektish. You have something which is holy, you exchange it for money. And now the item is fundamentally changed. It's no longer holy. The holiness goes on the cash. And the item is now mundane. So Geula is taking an item, not changing it, moving it from one domain to another. Pidyon is fundamentally changing the item. Says Reb Chaim in Mitzrayim, there was Geula and there was Pidyon. What was the Geula? Geula is very simple. What did we do in Egypt? We made bricks. We gathered straw. We produced bricks. We made pyramids. We woke up early. We woke up all day. We, we were up all day and all night, working, working, working. And then God said, I'm bringing makos, bam, pow, I'm going to smite the Egyptians. And we were no longer working. There was no change in our essential makeup. There was no change in our status. We went from work to non-work. What do you call that? Geula. Geula. Work to non-work? Geula. On the other hand, Moshe came running to power. Now, the work stopped in Egypt and Rosh Hashanah. Once Rosh Hashanah came, we weren't working anymore. We were laying back in Egypt on our hammocks, sipping lemonade, eating grapes. We were, we were relaxing there. The night of Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, Moshe knocks on Paro's door. He says, Pops! You know, Paro was his, his dad, basically. He says, Papa, do me a favor. I want you to say... The Jews are free. Say the following words. Say, Hare'atem b'rshuzchem. Hare'atem avodav shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Wait a second. Why does Moshe need power to say that? We weren't working anyway. The answer is, because even though we weren't working, we were avodim. We were slaves. A slave is a slave is a slave. Let's say a guy, you know, um, a slave runs away. He's a runaway slave, but he's still a slave. If the master ever gets him back, he could enslave him. So just because we weren't working, but we were still avodim. So we needed God to be us to effectuate a real change in the fundamental nature of the Jew, that we're no longer avodim to par, but we're avodim to Baruch Hu. There's geula and there's pidyon. Geula is a Jew was working, now he's not working, now he's free. And pidyon is we were avodim, we had the label, we had the... Nomenclature, we have the title Avadim, and now we're not called Avadim. 
There's Geula and there's Pidyon. Says the Briskarov, now we understand what we say in the Haggadah, Avdus Lechero says we were slaves, now we're not slaves. And servitude to freedom. We were working, now we're not working. There's the practical and there's the essential. The practical was we were building pyramids, now we're not. But we're still Avodim, that's the Pidyon. That's what we say. This is what it means in Berchas Hamazon. I have a question. You ever hear the song called Berchas Hamazon? You know what that is? Right? Grace after the meal. Grace after the meal. That's the thing, you know, like a year ago when we used to serve Carlos and Gabby's at the Shear and people used to wash and then afterwards they used to say grace after the meal. On the Sabbath, right, we say the grace after the meal. See, some people from other neighborhoods, they don't understand my sense of humor yet. It's very dry sometimes. What can I say? So, Bari understands it. Bari gets it. Because we go back to the old country, you know. But um, we say in the grace after the meals. Thanks for giving us Eretz Yisrael. What are these two things? Well, number one, God took us out of Egypt. That we were working, we don't have to work anymore. Is we were slaves and now we're not slaves. In other words, did you ever hear in, in Jewish history what happened in 1492? Inquisition. So where did Jews run? Portugal, America, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Barbados. They went all over the place. South America. And the Spanish Armada came to South America. And in the 19th century, continued the Inquisition. You know that? Into the 20th century, they continued the Inquisition. Wait a second. The Jews ran out of Spain. The answer is very nice. For 300 years, they were not under the auspices of the Inquisition. But they were not B'nai Chorin from it. So Klal Yisrael, even though we weren't working, we were still Avadim. So Paro had to also relinquish his domain over us. That's why the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, God says, Kili B'nai Yisrael... Now you're no longer the slaves and servants of Paro, you're my servants. Now comes the big chiddush of the night. God took us out of Egypt, and practically we weren't working when we left in the morning. But the night of the 15th, when God smote all the Egyptian firstborn, you know what happened at that moment? He was poidek l'al Yisrael. By killing the Egyptian firstborn, he said the following message. As God was knocking off all the Egyptian firstborn, he called out, Kili b'nei Yisrael avodim. Now that Paroi says, Hareat la'atzmechem, Hareatem b'rshuzchem. God says, okay now Yidin, you're my avodim. God was poidas in the night, and he was goalos in the morning. The main gula was in the morning. The pidyon was in the evening. What caused the pidyon of Klal Yisrael? Friends, how was Hashem poide Klal Yisrael? Poide means to essentially change our nomenclature and our essence from Avodim to Bnei Chayrin. What was poide Klal Yisrael? Makas Bechayrus. What was Goal Klal Yisrael? God took us out in the morning. So there's two parts of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The Geula in the morning when we left. We were working, now we're not working anymore. We're not in the workforce anymore. We're not in the workplace anymore. But what was Poydek Yisrael? What caused the essential change in the nature of the Jew? Magas Pachayrois. Ha, says Rabbi Ruch Now we understand very clearly why it's not enough just to remember God took us out. Very nice God took us out. But maybe in a hundred years, Paul's going to come back and say, Hey, Evan, get back here. So we have to talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in terms of Geula, and we have to talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim in terms of Pidyon. So that's why 
every day in the daily prayers. We say, Baruch Atah Hashem Goal Yisrael, thanks Hashem for redeeming us. But we also say, Poideinu Umatzileinu Atah. Umibes Avodim Pedisanu. It's not enough to say, Mimitzrayim Geal Tanu. We have to say, Umibes Avodim Pedisanu. How was Hashem, by now look how beautiful the words are. Umibes Avodim Pedisanu, how? Chabacharem Haragta, and by the way, we do the same thing in the evening. In Marav, you know what Marav is? The evening prayers? Yeah, you know what that is. In the evening prayers we say, Hapoideinu mi'ad malachim, Hagoyaleinu mi'kav kalaritzim. Geula, pidyayin. Hamakeh be'evrasoi kol b'choyre mitzrayim. Listen to how beautiful the words are. God smote in his anger all the firstborn. And memela v'ayoytze asamo yisrael mitoycham l'cheiros oilam. He took out the Jewish people for eternal freedom. Because without, without makas v'choyros, it wouldn't be eternal freedom. We would leave. And then, in uh, 1980, I don't know, Anwar Sadat will come to uh, some uh, bad president of the United States of a bad political party that we don't want to mention the name of anymore due to a change in uh, the, uh, the, uh, the current president. He's going to come, we are the, the Jews are our Avodim, give, us, give them back. And the United States say, when, since when they're Avodim? And he's going to open up the Bible, it says the Jews are our Avodim, we want them back. If you have a bad president, he's going to give us back to them. So we have to be able to say that not only did God take us out, he removed our status as a, of Avon. What does it say for taking out before the pigeon? If the pigeon came first? Because uh, I said different things in the share so far. I also said the, the gula came first, that they stopped working Rosh Hashanah time. So, it's like this. Practically, they weren't working Rosh Hashanah. They, but they were still in their uh, were still in the workplace. They were still in the place that they did the work, and then they left that place. So they're different shalavim. They're different madregos of the gula, perhaps. Okay, now I want to tell you one other nakuda, and then we're going to wrap this up. There's a pasuk in Parshas Re'e. Look at number sixteen. The Hanavi that prophet, or that dreamer, you must will die. Right? If somebody tells you false prophecy, somebody comes and says, Rabid, I'm going to make a miracle. I am going to um, make the Brooklyn Bridge, jump up in the air and do a somersault. As long as you don't put on tefillin tomorrow, we take the guy and we kill the guy. You know, he's a Navi Shekhar. I don't care what you do to the Brooklyn Bridge. Because you spoke foully on the Lord. took you out of Egypt. Geula, Pidyon. Comes the Vilna Gain. Again, we have Pidyon over here. And I'm going to leave you off with a question. You never heard such a good question in your life. Or at least today. Okay? Azul, you could go back to Hashibainu, you could say it over on Shabbos. Listen to this question. The, um, this comes the Gra. The Gra says, What's the difference between Hamoitzi Yashamayat Mitzrayim and Hapoid Chamibay Savadim? Says the brother, two le- types of Gula Mitzrayim, one in the evening and one in the morning. In the evening, Moshe says to Paroi, Say the Jews are free. Say your Bershuzchem. Say Hareyatlaatzlachem. And in the morning, we left. Says the Gura, an amazing thing. What does Pidyon mean, really? What is the definition of Pidyon? So wh- we know in the Torah, it's something of Pidyon. Let's say you have Hektish. Let's say you have Meiser Sheni. So you take the, the Dover, which is Hektish, you, you take the Meiser Sheni, and you exchange the Kedusha, and the Kedusha devolves on the money, and the holy matter is now Chulen. Right? That's Pidyon. You exchange. Says the Gra that there was a major exchange that went on the night of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, just like Pidyon Meiser Sheni and Hektish. And that is, there was something looming over the heads of the Jewish people. And that is God decreed that the firstborn of every single Jew should die. No, I didn't say that. I said every Jew. Thank you.
But I'm glad you said that because I was able to reiterate the point that God made a decree that every single firstborn Jew should die, which is, by the way, why the firstborn fast on Arab Pesach. Why did the firstborn fast? Because God killed the Egyptians? Let the Egyptians fast. You know, you should go to Egypt. They should make uh, Pesach programs in Egypt. I mean, that's probably the... You know, what are they going to Dubai for? What's in Dubai? We never, we never went to Dubai. The 40 years in the Midbar, we, the, one, Dubai was not one of the stops. Egypt, we should go Pesach programs in the pyramids. Okay, you could go, no? Or at least the first ones. The answer is, says the Gra, there was a decree on every firstborn Jew that they should die, and that's why the Mashkas went out. And Hashem redeemed the firstborn Jew by exchanging the firstborn Jew with the Egyptian. That happened the night of Yitzhak. Say, come on, where did the Gra get this from? You ever hear of the Navi, Navi? You ever hear of Navi? Something called Navi, Navian, prophets. You know, those books after the Chumash. The Navi, Yeshaya says, Parakmem Gimel, Pasuk Gimel, Ki Ani Hashem Lekecha, I am Hashem your God, Kedosh Yisrael, Moishiyacha, I save you, Nasati Kafrecha Mitzrayim. I gave your redemption in Mitzrayim. Says Rashi, God redeemed our firstborn. How? Their firstborn died. And you, my firstborn, you were saved. And you should have been killed, says Rashi. Where, where would you say that? Yechezkel. You ever hear Yechezkel, the prophet? Yeah, he was also a good prophet. Ezekiel. And you know, they don't learn the, the Nevi'im so much in the yeshivas, because yeshivas are non-for-profit organizations. But, what? Oh, what does it say in Ezekiel? It says... I'm going to pour out my wrath on the Jewish people in Egypt, and Hashem instead poured it out on the Egyptians. Because we're Oivdei Avodah Zara, and we've slanked to the 49th level of Tumah. We have bad stuff going on in Egypt. And every son of the Mitzvah should be killed, not just the Bukhari. Because the decree was on every boy to be killed. Sounds like the decree was on the firstborn. Bottom line is... No, that was something else. The, that, that there was a God decreed that the firstborn Jews should all die, and He then redeemed it and He exchanged it for for the firstborn Jews. By the way, says the Gra, there's another instance in history where Hashem performed pidyon. That is, remember when there was a decree on what happened to Haman? What was Haman's fate? He was hanged. Thank you. That's also one of the biggest sidos that we learn in the Shurim. Haman was not hung; he was hanged. And as uh, Tonight we already gave a shir on Tu which means almost. So the first thing you need to know for Purim is Haman was hanged. Because right? Haman was hanged. You hang a, a person is hanged, a picture is hung. Anyway, so what Haman was hanged. Says the Gra, that was a pidyon. Who was redeemed? Mordechai. There's a decree on Mordechai. So why can't God just say, okay, Mordechai, you're off the hook. God doesn't do that. Once there's a decree, the decree has to devolve on something. So Hashem exchanges Mordechai for Haman. Hashem exchanges Egyptian for the Jews. So the night of Yitzhiya's time, there was Pidyon, where basically God didn't just take us out, He saved our life, He saved our skin. So what we're learning, Rabbi Yisai, is there were two parts of Yitzhiya's time. There's Geula and there's Pidyon. The Geula is the practical, that we were working, now we're not working. The pidyon is the essential, the fundamental, the essence. We were avodim, now we're not avodim. Plus, we were redeemed from the looming decree that rested on our heads. Therefore, says Rabbi Ruchamoshin, we're now going to answer the three big questions. Question number one was, why is it incumbent upon a Jew to remember every single day, not only that God took us out of Mitzrayim, but the plague of the firstborn. You don't have to remember the frogs every day. You don't have to remember the animals every day. You don't have to remember the blood every day. Why do you have to remember Makas Bechoros? The answer is because Makas Bechoros contributed to the second part of the redemption. There's the Geula, and that's the day we left. But the Pidyon was <coughs> precipitated by Makas Bechoros, and therefore Makas Bechoros is critical. And therefore, if you remember God took us out, and you don't remember Makas Bechoros, you didn't do the job. And by the way, this also answers the interesting Gerson, Rabbi Kiva Eger, how could it be 
that you don't have to remember Kriyas Yamsuf, and yet you do have to remember Makas Bechayrois, because you could say, Kriyas Yamsuf, it's not absolutely critical, because we already left Egypt. Elamai, they were running after us. Okay, we're very appreciative to God that he split the sea, but it's not, perhaps, as essential as Makas Bechayrois is, because Makas Bechayrois is literally what precipitated the Pidyon. And now we come to the million dollar answer. And if you came down to this world just to hear this, it was well worth the trip. If you came down all the way from under the Kisei HaKavay just to hear this piece of Chidush Taira, it was worth the trip. Your Neshama will be very happy. You ready? You send her saying, I'll let you know. If that so, long <laughs> trip. It's like this. Listen to this. The kasha was, the Torah Paskins, if you remember, God took us out of Egypt, and you don't remember, so we asked what the Gemara and Bracha says, that if a guy just says, thank you Lord, even though the Gemara, there's no mention of Makas Bechayrois, remember that was the Mishaburah's kasha, the Mishaburah's kasha is, that if a guy doesn't say, they just say, that shohit say sonu meyatz mitzrayim ufti sonu mebeis habadim. Good, it's good enough. I the cash is, but there's no mention of makas b'chayrois. So what's the obvious answer? There is a mention of makas b'chayrois because even though you don't say the words plague of the firstborn makas b'chayrois, the tefila, the replacement tefila is shohit say sonu meyatz mitzrayim geula ufti sonu mebeis habadim kediyon. You, the mitzvah is not to remember God smote the firstborn. The mitzvah is God took us out completely. Completely means we don't work. Completely means we're not avodim. We don't work. It hit me tonight. A chiddush I never realized. The yard site. The rabbim. And in Mariv, we say this so beautifully. We say... You hit the firstborn. And thereby you took out the Jewish people. You took us out for eternal freedom. Because through Makas Bechoros, it's not just we're not working anymore. It's we are no longer Avodim. And if we're no longer Avodim, then our freedom is an eternal freedom. So Makas Bechoros is critical because that was the Pidyon. I will end off with one question. Uh, my friend Rabbi Dali Schwartz got a hold for me of the Sefer Chikre Leib of Rabbi Leib Haiman, and he has an amazing ha'ara. And that is, you look through the entire Sefer Shemayim. Ready for this kasha? God took us out, he took us out, he took us out. You know what word does not appear in the entire Sefer Shemayim? Pedyayim. You look in Devarim, Moshe Rabbeinu is busy talking about how God was paid to us from Mitzrayim. It's not mentioned in the entire Shemais. It's so interesting that it's not found in Shemais. Right? It's not one of the four Lashem. In other words, why isn't there a fifth cup on Pesach? No, we don't have a fifth kais. And yet Moshe Rabbeinu is busy talking about it in the whole Mishnah Torah. And it's so critical that if you don't say Pidyon, you're not Yoytzi Zechir Zechir Why doesn't it appear in Shemais? And why is it so mentioned in Devarim? And thereby so mentioned in Artios. Rabbi Yisai, we should be Zoycha to Cheros Olam, Yitzgeula Shlema, Pidyon Shlema, Bebeas Galtzad, Gmherbi Amenu Amen. Shkaya.